How we doing? Everyone good? All right. Happy Sunday. Uh, just uh, a couple of quick announcements in our cars. 88.3. If you're new with us, you can tune into 88.3 and catch us on the radio in your car there. Um, another quick announcement. Right behind you, if everyone, well, some of it, some, for some of you, it's in front of you, but this blue tent, not the one down front, but our lighter blue tent, that is an information station that uh, some of these announcements you can go to or if you have questions about anything regarding the service or ministries here, there are people there that would love to answer questions for that. Um, so coming up today, we have uh, a freedom ministry class kicking off up at the church, and uh, it, we're, it's a two-week session, and if you've been struggling with, uh, with sin or, or just trying to figure out what it looks like to have freedom in Christ, this is an amazing entry point into our freedom ministry and just understanding that process. Uh, and so we only have a couple of spots left. It starts today at four. This is the first week. And if you want to jump into that, into one of those few spots left, uh, you can reach out to one of the pastors. We'd love to get you involved in that. Another thing that's coming up is there's a women's study uh, that's going to be kicking off in September on the 8th of September. And if you want to sign up for that, there's signups online. Uh, also, you can go back to, the, to that back booth right there and connect with someone after the service to sign up uh, and, and be involved in that. Now, this is really cool. There's three different ways you can be a part of that. You can do it online. Uh, you can also do it sort of at your own speed, or you can come in in person, which you have to sign up for for that. And if you're type A, uh, we love you type Ayers, you can do all three and just overachieve. It'll be really cool. Uh, the, the last thing that we want to cover today is our Gen Now ministry, which is uh, our youth and children are going to be partnering with the garage ministry to uh, do what's called Cram the Camper. So everyone say that three times fast, Cram the Camper, Cram the Camper. It's like a tongue twister. So the garage is going to, uh, Lori Beal, who comes to our church, is going to bring her pink uh, 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 camper, and they're going to pack it full of s snacks, as, as full as possible, to take back and use for the garage ministry this year. And if you're interested in volunteering and being a part of that day, uh, so helping and, and gathering and organizing, whatever all they're going to be doing, it's on September 2nd, and you can sign up online to be a part of that day uh, and, and help out with that, uh, that ministry. Sound good? Uh, so... Last thing we want to cover as we kick off this morning is we support a family, uh, the Honeycuts, and they're with uh, Envision in Cleveland, and we support them financially as a church. And they've been going through a pretty difficult time these last few months. Their daughter, Riley, um, she, has, she has some health concerns, and they ended up having a surgery. I believe it was back in July, and um, the surgery had some complications after, and they've been in and out of the hospital over the last two months. Uh, even down in Columbus, and, uh, you know, financial uh, medical costs building up. And so we want to pray for them, uh, and then we also uh, just want to just cover their family in prayer, praying for Riley as, as well as the parents. I know uh, if you're a parent, I can't imagine how taxing that would be to have that extended period where you're in and out of the hospital, caring for other kids as well, uh, and also being separated as the hospitals are set up now. Only one parent can be there. So uh, we want to pray for them, just cover them in prayer this morning, and then we'll jump into a time of worship. Let's pray together. God, you're a God of all comfort and a God of um, understanding. And you see into each of their hearts, Lord, and their family. Pray for Riley. I pray for your comfort for her, for uh, your encouragement for her. And Lord, that your hand would be on her body and healing that it would begin to mend. Pray for endurance for everybody, um, that you would just cover their family in endurance as they are separated and um, they're going through stressful uh, times. Lord, would you comfort their spirit in a way only you can, Lord? This morning, right now, would you give them strength and endurance? Fill them for whatever today brings, Lord. I pray that you take their eyes off tomorrow and that you'd just fill in them what you promise in Scripture, that is that we focus on today, you provide. And Lord, they're serving your kingdom, Lord, and you've promised that as they focus on that, that you'll take care of every need. So Lord, in the, in the middle of that, will you fill them with peace and encouragement and help? And Lord, we pray for the financial costs. Would you provide for them there? Would you raise up the body of Christ and those that love them? And would you stir people to just care for them and provide for them and help them in the process of that? So, Lord, we entrust this to you. We knit our hearts with theirs and just, Lord, maybe where their faith is weak, we trust you, God, and we ask that you'll fill them with strength, fill them with faith, fill them with hope, Lord, in what can be a really dark time. And again, we pray for endurance and peace, Lord, and comfort. 
And we lift this to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Scott's going to give a little bit more detail about what the church is doing uh, for the Honeycut family later in the service. But let's stand together in worship of our Lord and his power. Praise this morning. There was a moment when the lights went out, when death. 
claimed its victory The king of love had given up his life The darkest day in history They were on a cross they made for sinners But every curse is blood atoned Final breath and it was finished But not the end we could have known For the earth began to shake And the veil was torn But sacrifice was made As the heavens rose
to the glory of the King, the beauty of the King. Let's sing that verse again, crown him with many crowns. Crown him with many crowns, the Lamb upon his throne.
time we sing to him. And all hail King Jesus. All hail the Lord of heaven and earth. All hail King Jesus. All hail the Savior of the world. Let every knee bow before you. Let every tongue confess that you are Lord. Let every heart surrender in all before your beauty and May we see your beauty. May I see your beauty more and more and more. Christ, just like the wind we're feeling now, would you send more waves of your beauty, more waves of your beauty among us? You are holy, Lord, make us holy. You are righteous, Lord, make us righteous. You are perfect, Lord, make us perfect. Make us right in your ways. We confess that your ways are best, that your ways are right, Lord. When we sing that, Lord, that you are the Lord of heaven and earth, you are our Lord. You command, you tell us. We follow, Lord, we surrender to you. Lord, we hail you not just with our words, but with our lives. One more time as a confession of surrender to him. All hail King Jesus. All hail the Lord of heaven and earth. All hail King Jesus. All hail the Savior of the world. Come on, let's give him one more praise for how good he is. Amen. You can be seated. Hey, Freshwater, good to see you guys this morning. Another sunny day. Like, we're, it's amazing. Hey, Randy, come on up, Randy. Hey, uh, you know, this, this whole life, this way of, of living for Jesus, um, he, he embeds this, uh, it's a call, but it's, it's even more than that. Um, oh, you're getting your mic. It, it's a, uh, it's a call, but there's a compulsion. There's a how can I not but tell others about Jesus kind of thing. Uh, the more we know him, the more we see people and those around us that we love and, and even are meeting and go, oh, they, they need Jesus. Like, they need Jesus. And uh, Randy, you've, uh, you have several relationships. Um, you have a lot of relationships, but there's a couple stories here in the last year. Everybody say hi to Randy. Good morning. There, there you go. So you're going to have to hold it up really close. Um, but talk to us about some of the people you have been praying uh, and just saying, you know, Lord, what are you going to do here? And some of the people you have connections with. It. Gotcha. So it started for me when Megan and I got asked to lead a group. And they said, well, please reach out and find um, some people you think have been weighing on your heart or God has put on your heart. So several of them came to my mind. My sister. Um, there was a guy I work with that we've been talking on and off for years about my faith, 
And I didn't know where he stood, and I'll get back to him. And then also, um, the third one I want to speak about is a young lady that was clear from California and how God worked to make that happen. But um, my first one with my sister, I don't know about you, but I find it very hard to talk to my family sometimes about faith. So her and I are very close, and I'm like, I get... I got to ask her to come. So I think, and Megan, correct me if I'm wrong, I think Megan actually asked her to join our group, not me. Hey, it works. But um, great, great stories behind that now. Um, conversations, walks with her now. Um, just real, Holy Spirit's working on her heart really heavy, and I'm excited about that. Uh, glory to God. Um, second one, back to that coworker. I got to ask him. I got to ask him. No, don't ask him. Don't ask him. I got to ask him. So finally, I sent him a text message the night before at 10.30. I'm a night owl by nature. And sure enough, he's attended. And he also, just last night, I confirmed with him that he's going to attend the next session coming up in the fall. So super pumped about that. So how's that gone? Just your relationship at work, he's watching that, you're processing, like, what are the conversations like? It's went from, I call it surface and superficial sometimes about, that. Sure. He'll ask me tractors so- and trucks. Yeah, the and stuff. engines. Yeah, right. Yeah, motorsports. Motorsports. Um, but I, for me, it's went where he's at and where his heart is and mind, more than just our daily lives. And that's really neat to watch that and be a part of watching God work in his life. Right. How was? Oh, and then the final one. Sorry, I interrupted. No, you. you're fine. Um, so the third one, I just think this is amazing. So we're processing. How is this going to work virtually? Um, I'm a relational, in-person, hugs, all that. How's this going to work? As the group built, the first two I spoke about, my sister and Todd, um, co-worker, um, neither one of them would have been able to attend Freshwater in person. So typically you get together, have dinner, watch a video. Uh, So that was neat. But this third young lady, just incredible story. I think if you've got to watch the video, Kendra talked about her. They were uh, lifelong friends. But she lives in California, and just processing that we got to do Alpha together, and she's sitting clear out in California, was pretty neat to see that happen. Sweet. So you're coming back in. You're going to do this again here in the fall, at least with your coworker, your sister. How's that been? Just those conversations real quick, and I know we're at the end here. but Yeah, just to watch God working on their hearts and the questions they're asking. A lot of times I don't have the answers, um, but he will. And just watching that work is just, it excites me. All right. Thanks, man. Uh, If you're visiting with us, um, we may be speaking code. Yeah, give it up for Randy. That was great. Um, I haven't really said, okay, what is this about? He's kind of hinting at this thing. So there's there's this call on our lives as people who follow Christ to share our faith, to tell other people about this great news of Jesus. And there's a tool that we've used here for the last several years called Alpha. If you're online uh, and you haven't heard that, if you're here today and you haven't heard that, it's, it's just simply a context where someone can come who has questions and is seeking and is trying to figure it out and actually say all the things that you should never, ever say, uh, you know, uh, in theory, right? Like, I can't ask that question and I can't say that. And it's a safe context for people to process and explore what it means to follow Christ. And, and so what that, it's alpha, you'll see a question mark, you'll see red, you'll see bumper stickers around here, but we're starting that up here in the fall, and, and we want to encourage you to keep praying through that. Are there three people, just want, want you to think about three people that God would actually prompt you to talk to, to share, to maybe ask the question, you want to join us, and, and we're doing it online with Zoom again, actually no, we're doing it on the alpha platform itself right now, but it's the same thing as Zoom. Um, and it starts up here in mid, uh, mid-September. mid So check that out. Um, it's going to be without the meal, so it'll be a talk and a discussion. Now, normally you have the meal, but it'll be online. So I want to encourage you to do that um, and invite you now to turn to Ephesians chapter 1. Over these uh, last weeks, we've been uh, just going through some different series, and and now we're going to start here a four-week series. And uh, it's on prayer. 
Uh, these next four Sundays are going to be about prayer. And specifically, I, I think as, as we go into the fall and all that's happening, and I'm going to pull my mic up. Sorry, I forgot. Can you guys hear me in the back, like way back? Is that good? All right, now we can hear it. Um, it's just so loud. Is that all right? Now, let me pray. I'm so distracted right now. Let me pray. Holy Spirit, uh, take this moment, take your words, take where each one of us is spiritually, just relationally, whatever, and would there just be this, this meeting, this encounter with you, take this time, amen. So uh, we're on this these next four weeks of prayer, and here's the, here's the backstory to this. Um, as I'm praying through, um, wh where should we go? Uh, there's been a series that I've wanted to to preach on for probably ten years, and um, I haven't done it. I just have always been like, eh, not yet. Oh no, not now. Oh, not now. Part of it was just me trying to understand these and, and really get these in me. Um, I just felt like, no, it's not now, and, and, and now it seems like it's time. And as we come into the fall with everything going on, and I'm not going to say all the buzzwords and all the stuff that we've got going on, but we all know we got stuff going on, I sense that God's saying, I just want us to spend some time as a church focusing on prayer. So as a church, going through four different passages that talk about prayer, prayers that actually God inspired to be written and invites us, really. He's, he's putting it out there to say, why don't you pray this one? If you don't know what to pray, why, why don't you try this one? And so we're going to look at a couple prayers here, a few prayers that are actually written by someone who knows what suffering is. They were written actually in prison. I don't know what you would pray in prison. I sometimes have what I would pray in prison. Uh, the, probably the number one would be get me out. Um, but these are the prayers that Paul prayed while he was in prison. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15 is a setup. He says, for this reason, since I've heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I've not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. And so here's the prayer. I keep asking, one, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you would know him better. Second prayer, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know three things. The hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. Two prayers, he sneaks in three under one of them, so it's maybe like, I don't know, four, something like that. And Paul's prayer at the beginning here, the theme here is that first prayer, is I, I ask that God would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in order that you may know him better, God the Father better. This is one of those moments in the Bible where you see the Trinity show up. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit, right here. And he says this, I want you to know God better. Let me ask you something. Do you think you have the possibility, maybe the outside chance, that you don't know God the Father completely? Do you think you might be able to know him a little bit more, maybe in the next week? Maybe it's, it's this idea, have, have you plateaued in what you know about God? Have you hit a kind of like a just a flat line where, yeah, I know everything. I know God. I know God the Father. I know the, I know the Trinity. I'm good. The word here, no, is actually the word reserved for marriage between a husband and wife. It's used there, that, this word intimacy. 
He says, I pray that you would know God better. Like you would have this intimate knowledge connection with him. Now, when you're married, young love is a blast. It's exciting. It's fun. But when you get married and, and you're into this marriage 10, 20, 30 years, there's something else that happens. It's old love. And it's deeper. And it's rich. And it's, it's new. It keeps growing. And it, it expands. And, and just when you think you've, you've loved all you can, all of a sudden you realize there's even more after 30 years. And so now we're bumping up against the God who is infinite and eternal. And he says, I want you to know me. And I want you to come to know me. And it's going to be new tomorrow. And it's going to be newer the next day. Have you hit a wall in your walk with God? Have you flattened out? And what you know about him, those of you who are online, what if you said, do it? All right, Lord, do it. It's another word for saying amen, but I like do it better. What if over the next week you came and you started to pray this? All right, Lord, do it. Do it. I want to know you better. Bring me some of that revelation. That's what the Spirit does. He reveals the Father, right? He reveals the will of God. He reveals who he is, wisdom and revelation. So you can come to him and say, all right, give me something new. Reveal something more. I'll tell you this much. You will have your prayer answered, 100%, guarantee. I have no problem guaranteeing that. What it'll look like, I have no idea. But I give you this guarantee. You pray that prayer and you say, do it, Lord. He's going to do it. Second movement to this prayer, he says, I pray that, the, pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. He uses eyes like our heart can see. It's not obviously physical light, but he's using it as a metaphor. And light's a big deal. God is this is the one who spoke light into being, his glory. It says even at the end when he comes, we won't need the sun because he's so bright, his glory is so intense. And God said, let the light shine out of darkness, and he's released that light into our hearts. And, and, and he says, I want you to see, I want your eyes to be able to see and, and be filled with light and to see these things. One, the hope to which he's called you. Paul wrote in Romans, he said, I don't know if you guys knew this, but he knew you before you were born. He called you before you were born. He, he predestined you to be conformed to the image of him, to experience him. Paul said, look, if you're a child of Christ, you're an heir of Christ. You will suffer with him in order that you will also be glorified with him. The Bible talks about a wedding day coming, that the church is the bride and Jesus is the groom and there's this unbelievable wedding day coming. There's an unbelievable day where, where Christ will come and defeat with his breath, just his breath, the word says. He'll breathe and evil will be defeated. I mean, we can go through all that's coming and we see glimpses of it and we experience some, some, some of these things even now. But there is a day that we hope for There's a day that is put inside of us that we look forward to. And, and I'm wondering, can you see that? Can you see that hope? If you're struggling with hope right now, can you see that hope? And if you can't, what if you come to Christ today and you say, do it? How about a little hope? I remember praying with this guy about, uh, I don't know, almost, what is it, 15 14, 15 years ago. And I remember the first time I prayed with him, we were, we were over there in the church in the upper, you know, in the tower is what we called it. And, and this guy had been walking with Jesus a long time. And I just remember him saying, how about it, Lord? How about it? How about some of that? And I'm like, can you pray that way? Is that, is that okay? And I, I kind of taken it on because I love it. It's just so like, yes, it's Jesus in relationship. How about it? Do it. If you're struggling with despair, if you're struggling 
even in this fall where you, you can't even plan. I don't know about you moms as you're trying to plan out the kids and schools and everything, and you, you just don't even know. Like, okay, I think I'm, this is what's going to happen, but I have no idea what's I mean, it's so hard not to know what's going to happen, and it can bring despair. It can bring defeat because you're just like, ah, I want to have something that I know and come to Christ and say, I need some hope. The second thing on this idea of lighting up our eyes, the eyes of our heart, he says, I want you to be able to see the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. Now look at that again. The riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. So who is the his in this passage? Think about that. Look at that. Who is the his? Is it the Holy Spirit? Is it Jesus? Is it God the Father? And the inheritance in the saints, is that, is that our inheritance? Whose inheritance are we talking about? Just what exactly is this inheritance? Or who is this inheritance and who it's for? Now, I, I've memorized this. I've had this thing memorized for like 10 years. I've never understood this, this phrase. I just was like, I'll figure it out someday. So last week, I'm like, well, okay, I got to figure this thing out. It's a total curveball. The inheritance of the saints, this is actually God the Father who gets an inheritance. I don't know if you ever knew that. God the Father gets an inheritance, and guess who the inheritance is? Us. Like, we're the inheritance. And he says, the glorious riches of the inheritance in the saints. So here's the crazy thing. We are God's riches that he will inherit on that day. We're the inheritance. Us who were messed up, sinned up, wronged up, broken up, chained up, right? Jesus died, redeemed us, dressed us in his robes, right? His royal clothes. And now we are called the riches of the Father's glorious inheritance. I mean, look around. You can look at the person next to you and say, you're pretty special. Right? Look what this does, because what this does is when you think about the universe and all that God has made and everything that's glorious, nothing, nothing is the treasure to God like the saints are. The saints are this glorious treasure. Why? Because we walk around filled and redeemed, right? We're filled with his presence, redeemed. And what do we do? All we do all day long is say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And God's like, oh, this is my treasure. This is my treasure. And he's looking forward to that day for that inheritance when we will all be together. And what are we going to do? We're not going to sit there and think we're special. We're going to sit there and think he's what? All the songs we just, we're just going to worship him. But does anybody here need to know your value? If you're looking for identity, if you're looking for worth, did you know that Paul prays this and God actually wants you to know just how much of a treasure you are to the Father? Like God actually wants you to know that. That's one of the prayers. How well do you know that you are a treasure to the Father? And if that sounds kind of corny to you, I, I got nothing for you because there's nothing better than this. To know that God the Father says you are the riches. You are this glorious inheritance. What if you started to pray, do it? Do it. Show me. Like, I don't even understand that. I'm telling you, God will answer your prayer. It will change. It changes us because all of a sudden we realize, well, we're his, so we don't have to worry about all this other stuff. We're his so everything else loses value in comparison to what he says about us and who we are in him. Do it. Final one, he says here, I want the eyes of your heart to be enlightened so that you know his incomparably great power for us who believe. Paul's final request in this section is for believers to know this incomparably great power for us who believe. Let me ask you something. Have you hit the limits of God's power? 
Do you think you probably got it figured out? Have you really seen it? I mean, really seen it. And do you know that it's for you? There's two different things here. One, do you know the power of God, but do you know it's for you? His incomparably great power for us. There's two different things there. One is knowing his great power. The other one is knowing it's for you. It's this power, and I love what kind of power we're talking about. It's this kind of power. This power like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted when he raised Christ Jesus from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion, every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head of the church for everything, head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. That kind of power. Do you know that power? And do you know that power is for you? It's a power over sin. It's a power over the, over the grave. It's power over death. It's absolutely ruling power. It's complete dominion power. It, it, it's this, there ain't nothing that can stop this power kind of power. And God says, I want you to pray for this. And I want you to ask. Ask me. Just, just ask me. I want to see that power, and I want to know it's for me. There was a, a time, probably 12, 13 years ago, I was hitting the wall, and this is where this all started for me, Ephesians chapter 1 and this prayer. And I was totally burned out. Couldn't put one foot in front of the other, barely. Uh, in a depression, wanted to quit. Uh, there was mornings I just was like, I don't think I ever want to go back. I'm done. And I remember coming across this prayer. And I read it, and I just kind of fell apart. And I was like, I don't know any of this. I don't know any of this. Here I am in my walk with Christ, 30 years, whatever, 36 years old, whatever, 35 years old, leading a church, and I'm like, I don't know this. I've never encountered this. And, and I remember I would just come morning after morning, and my Bible was always open to this. And I just said, I, I was just, I was angry too a bit with God. I was overwhelmed. I said, I am not going to quit reading this and praying this until you do this. I just am not because I don't know what your power is. You're saying it's this power, but I don't know where that power is. I don't know where that love is. I don't know, you know, when you start reading through these things, like, why isn't this happening in me? And so morning after morning, I would just come to this section and I would say, do it. Do it. And as the weeks went by, the months went by, intimacy grew. Hope grew. Worth, like worth grew. Power. And he did it. He did it. This, this passage pulled me out of one of the hardest times in my life. And it was just simply praying a prayer that he had written to say, hey, try this one on for size. And step back. And watch what I do. So is anyone here burned out? Is anyone depressed? Anyone running from life? Anyone feel disconnected with God, not close to God? Anyone struggling with value, identity? Anyone wanting to hear somebody say you have worth? Anyone struggling, feeling weak, feeling powerless? Like all this stuff, right? Any moms out there? Any dads out there? Students? What if you came to God this next week and you just started to say, do it? Just do it. Pick one of the phrases. Pick all of them. I don't care. Pick all, both prayers and the sub whatever and start praying. Do it. Do it. This was God's idea. It's his invitation. So what I want to do is we're just going to close this time and I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray this over you. And if you want to hold out your hands, 
If you want to just, in your hat, if you just want to say in your spirit, Jesus, I'm all over this. I don't need to pull out my hands, whatever. I'm going to pray over you. I want you to receive this, okay? Or just say, I'm in. I want this. Or do it. Or how about it? Let's pray. Lord, for those here on the grass, for those who are online watching, would you right now, where each person is, would you begin to work in them? Holy Spirit, would you come with wisdom and revelation for each person here and begin to pull them into a closer and a deeper intimate relationship with you so that they would know you even more, even better. Lord, would you bring each person and would you enlighten every person's heart right now, this light from your kingdom, so that they would know the hope they have in you. They would know the worth, right, that they're in a, a glorious inheritance. You see them as, as this incredible rich inheritance. And would you release in a new way the knowledge of your power in them, that what it is, your power, but that it's for them. I pray that this week would be a supernatural week. I think we've all had our fill of what this world can offer us. How about it, Lord? Would you do this for your saints? Amen. If you want prayer, I know we used to do this in the services and we've gotten away from that, but if you want prayer after the service, I'll be over here and I'll pull in somebody else if there's some more people will come along. But uh, don't leave if God's doing something in you. And I encourage you, be praying about who God would want you to invite to Alpha. That's coming up here in September. So God bless you all. If you want to help out with the Honeycuts, um, who've run into a lot of uh, expenses, we've had so much given for our benevolence. The church is writing a significant check, check to them because that's already come from us. It's to care for the family. So we are writing a check to them. And uh, But if you want to give more, uh, just write it to uh, the Honeycuts. Do it online or write a check right now and just put it in the buckets that here are that are on the exit here as you go out. So God bless you all. Have a great Sunday. We'll see you next week.